Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. Pod it. Pod it. Yeah. Okay. It's like it reminds me of Star Wars because in that he says he always says to Chewie, "Punch it," which is when they go into hyperspace. <laughs> yeah. And. In my mind, yeah. when we start recording, that's what I see. Is you know that thing when they go into hyperspace and, and they see the stars rushing towards them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it's. That's what this experience is that, like. That, that's the kind of adrenaline rush that you get from yeah. the podcast. Yeah. Great. I think we've already started. <laughs> yeah, we have basically. Hi, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, this is Friday morning. Um, I don't know what the agenda is for this episode. I haven't really got anything planned. We've got some emails to read out. I'll tell you what, though. Uh, social media is ablaze last night and this morning with a couple of uh, movie trailers, you could call them. Oh, yeah. Oh, my uh, God. I think I know one of them that you're going to mention. Well, there's, there's I've seen the Cats is, one. I haven't seen either of them. There's, there's the Cats hell. one, and there's a Top Gun sequel, apparently, that's fucking coming out. Yeah. Um, Why do you say uh, fucking coming out? It's because you don't like films like that, do you? I've not seen Top Gun, the first no. one yet. I haven't got round right to it yet. We've discussed before that you haven't seen a lot of the real staples yeah. of 80s cinema because, yeah. I don't know, you were being too cool and arty I was in just the balls 80s. deep in the counterculture by Yeah, in counterculture. So, you know. Yeah, I you were just watching, fucking uh, listening to Half Man, Half Biscuit and watching Jim Jarmusch films, weren't Derek, you? Derek Jarman exhibitions and stuff like that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, meanwhile, I was dining on what would be the cinematic <laughs> equivalent of some blessed sliced white. Non-fucking stop. <laughs> you were eating organically produced artisan um, whole wheat or whatever, you know, brown seeded loaf. And I was just fucking... Stuff in my face with white bread smeared in own brand ketchup. Yeah, and washed <laughs> down with cans of Quattro. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, but one of these days, it's actually quite interesting. Like that thing that they did. Never seen Star Wars or whatever. Maybe we should just get you live reacting to all the classic eighties films that you've never seen. Yeah, seeing what you of make them, of them now in adulthood. You I mean, might because I, 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 I think you might just lose your temper. Yeah. Or at times you might be pleasantly surprised. Who knows? And so that, that's actually quite funny. I've not seen Top Gun. I've not seen uh, The Goonies. I've not seen any of the Karate Kid films. Right. I've not <laughs> seen Breakfast Club. Fucking um, there's a fucking long list of films I've never seen. I was too um, in, I, You know what? I was too into comedy. I was into like um, television comedy that I would... And I had a VHS, so I would record stuff. I'd record the young ones, or I'd record... Mm. Saturday Live and things like that and just watch them endlessly. I, I watched that too. Nah, not as much as me though. Oh yeah, you're I fucking watching watch it, like, it again. Obsessional again. levels. Yeah, alright. Well, I um 
I uh, will tell you that The Goonies is legitimately shit. It is a dog shit film. It is right. the best example of an 80s film that has been post-romanticised. Right. The, Daily, the Daily Mash did a really funny article on it a few years ago that said something along the lines of, you know, nation of 30-somethings uh, come, or 40-somethings as it would be now come to realise that Goonies was shit all along. Yeah. Because they go, they've been talking about it. They've been buying the like ironic T-shirts. They've yeah. been quoting the lines, right, for all these years, but they haven't actually watched it. And then one bank holiday, it was on, Terrestrial. <laughs> and everyone thought, great, the Goonies is on. And they realised that what it is, is that just a load of kids charging around from run run to the other, just shouting their fucking heads off. And that's it for fucking an hour and a half. I mean, if I wanted that, I'd turn up to a fucking family party. Yeah. You know, when kids just fucking charge in a big group, screaming and being overly dramatic. You're you're not selling it to me. You're not selling this podcast. But listen, that's just to demonstrate that I will be honest with you about the quality of these films, because that is definitely not worth seeing. The Karate Kid, on the other hand, is fucking great, mate. It's this fucking great film. In any right. age, it is it is great. It's got it all there. It's got the full human experience. Okay. Right? Put right. the karate to one side. I mean, I don't know if you were a karate champ up in I was, Sunderland. I was not a karate champ, no. No. But, you know, put the karate to one side. It will be, you will watch it and you'll think, that is exactly my childhood in the northeast right. of England. Except with the karate added in. Except it's in California and there's karate. (laughs) And at one point there's bullies dressed in sort of like skeleton leotards. Yeah. But I I don't know, you know, just put the details to one side. Don't be so literal about it. Right. It's, it's, um, you know, it's all, it's the, it's the full adolescent experience. It's universal. And it's there. I've already realized, right. That I've got, I've, probably got about 400 books that I've never read yet that I've acquired mm. and I've mm. already realised I probably don't have enough time left on this planet already mm. to get through them all plus the new ones that I'll acquire in the future and that yeah. really fucks me off but to, to throw the Karate Kid trilogy is it? Are there three of them? No I think them. Uh, yeah there was three and then there was the, the Karate Girl <laughs> I think <laughs> Right and then, of course, they did reboots with Will Smith's son in them, but did I haven't they? seen those, and Jackie uh, Chan. You know, and to but, add them into the pile, along with all the books. I mean, and I've got DVDs, and there's stuff on Netflix and Amazon Prime that I've never watched that I want to get If you're going to watch a Jackie time. Chan film, watch that film, The Foreigner, which I've told you about before, and is one of the greatest films of all time. And that is actually quite a recent film. It was a Netflix original. It's the one that's got Pierce Brosnan playing basically Jerry Adams, although they right. changed his name <laughs> yeah. something else. And Jackie Chan goes is a Chinese restaurant owner in London, and he travels to Ireland to fight the whole of the provisional IRA using only right. his kung fu skills. And it is brilliant. It's as brilliant as that makes it sound. Cool. I'll put that on the list as a maybe. Yeah. Above the Karate Kid trilogy. Well, back to these trailers. The Cats trailer which I saw this morning and my wife showed it to me very early and I wasn't happy because it was extremely disconcerting. I've never (laughs) liked cats anyway. Like I never saw it on stage, but I was aware of what was fucking going on in it and Mm. I didn't like it. 
you know, the songs are mournful and horrible and they mm. fill they just fill me with, with a glumness. A not quite definable glumness. And all those people dressed as cats and I just didn't like it. And now they've made this fucking film, right? And it starts and I think this must be some budget studio job, right? That they've just fucking somehow acquired the rights on the uh on the cheap from yeah. the estate of T. S. Eliot. Do you know yeah. what I mean? T. S. Eliot's grandson. Hello. This is the Elliot estate. Uh, how can I help? And this if it's is not Ke- a this fucking... This is Ken Elliot. This is Ken Elliot. No, Ken S. Elliot, actually. Now, <laughs> if uh, it, if it's not an offer of hard cash, then you can fuck off because I'm busy. Right? I'm printing up a load of fucking T-shirts with Mr. Misophilies in it. And I need a bank transfer by the end of the week as well. I'm not, get- I'm not getting in negotiations or anything like that. There's a tariff, right? There's a tariff. It's well established. It's on my webpage. And if you can't apply to the tariff, then no deal. You're wasting your own time as well as mine, to be honest, Chief. Proceed. You know, now, there's a a set price if you want to get involved in the cat's stuff. It's very much off the peg. Prelude, that's another one. That's a different price. It's cheaper because, let's be honest, it's a shit poem, but some people like it, right? Bit niche. Now, J. Arthur, J. Albert Proofrock. Now, that is a good one. It's my personal favourite. <laughs> Not much of an earner, but it's I like it. It's more affordable than cats, right? And you might get bombs on seats. It depends what you're planning, whether it's a, I don't know, it could be a video game, could be a theme park. I don't know, right? If you're going to do it in the theatre... I would go edgy and maybe have some tits in it. Do you know what I mean? Because that equals yeah. bums on seats, in my view. Some people have tried to do it, you know, all hip-hop style. You know what I mean? Like, they set <laughs> it modern day. They they set it like modern day and, and, like, the lads, they're all the black lads, you know, doing the rapping and all that stuff. You know, which, fair enough. Whatever you think's going to make it. I mean, I literally don't care. The deal is... When you pay the money, you can do what the fuck you want with it for a set contracted time period, <laughs> at which point the rights return to me. <laughs> now, how can I help? Cats, is it? I bet it's cats. Yeah, thought so. <laughs> right. <laughs> what is it? Tea towels? Mouse mats? Beach towels. <laughs> Beach towels, phone cases. Sam- <laughs> right, Samsung or iPhone? Because it makes a fucking difference, right, on price. No, oh. You want to make a film? Fine. Right, so I thought it'd be like that. Someone's got it yeah. on the cheap off of him. But no, it's it starts, it looks pretty shit and budget to my eyes because I thought, is this going to be animated or CGI'd or what? It's just, it's like the fucking clips you used to see in the stage show. It's a bunch of actors, <laughs> but the worst it. sort of actors, the worst yeah. sort of actors, actors who are really into <sighs> physicality. Acting. The yeah. physicality of acting. Yeah, there's nothing worse than actors who are really into acting. Yeah, but that's what it is. They've got to become the cats. So yeah. they're doing all the and, movements and that. And they're in these costumes that do look a bit school play. And they're also, like, there's something icky and vaguely sexual about them because they're overly tight sort of mm. body so- body stockings, right? Mm. Yeah. Uh, and anyway, they're all painted up like cats. And you think, yeah, same shit. And they're singing memories. Me! Meow. They'd be better off making a fucking Meow musical breeze. about about Bramble. Your fucking talking Brambry. cat. Yeah. Bramble. Mouse. Yeah. Mouse. Now that's a fucking play I'd go and see. 
<laughs> I've just right. sold the rights to Ken S. Elliott. He's me sole agent. Yeah. Oh, well, if there's one thing I know how to monetize, it's stories <laughs> it's about talking cats. <laughs> right. So thank God you've come to the right fella. And not that cunt Bill Kenwright who would have fucked it right up. <laughs> I'll put it on the webpage. We'll see what comes in. <laughs> I could sell this internationally. Now, let me make a few more notes. What's his name again? Bramberry, right. Okay. Now, and you say it talks. What other words get mouse? Has it said any other words? <laughs> no. Don't matter. Don't matter. No, just mouse. All right. Well, you know, that's something to start with, isn't it? Ken <laughs> 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 Elliot Enterprises. <laughs> Um, right, monetizing my granddad's poetry since 1978. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and living with a yeah. manageable heroin addiction at the same time. <laughs> Not fucking bad. I'm a fighter. It takes see. skill. I, t- I tell you that. It takes I'm a, skill. I'm one of life's fighters. <laughs> Knock me fucking down, I'll be straight up. Well, not straight up, but I'll get up at some fucking stage. I'll tell you what, to be able to survive and take just enough heroin to still be able to function for 31 <laughs> years, that's fucking easy. That's not easy. I'll be honest with you. I thought I'd be well dead by now. <laughs> I mean, every morning I wake up, I'm fucking surprised I'm not dead. Right? <laughs> so I'll get back on the heroin. That's why, and that really, truth be told, is why I am so stringent about sticking to the rate card on my webpage, right? Because, <laughs> you know, when you're like me, you don't know where you're going to be alive from one day to the next. There is no point haggling over prices. It's a, it's very much a take it or leave it. I might be dead tomorrow, pal. I mean, I've got nothing else going on. There's no job. All I do is survive off this money that comes in off my granddad's poems. And, you know, I'm just... Stuck in this cycle of heroin use. Turns out I've got the constitution for it. Who knew? In a way, it's a curse. Because, you know, the amount I've taken, like, it would have killed most people. It would have killed most fucking elephants. Right? But somehow, I'm every day I'm still I'm still here, right? And in a way it would have worked out better if I were dead. If but- you said to me, right, if you said to me that you could swap it all now, get rid of the heroin and have a nice nine-to-five job as a loans manager at the NatWest. I'd probably take it. <laughs> but I won't cut out for it. I won't built for it. I won't built for writing poetry either. I mean, obviously, the family wanted me to go into the family trade, like, but, you know, it would just never... I mean, I had a crack at it. I had a good crack. <laughs> I've tried to write a, a, a book of poetry called Dogs, right? <laughs> I thought, why not? No one else has done it. Keeps it in the family in a sense, but no one can turn around to me and say, oh, you're living off your granddad's legacy, like. <laughs> because I go, no, I'm not. I'm doing the opposite of that. What's the I've opposite of a cat? It's a dog. A dog. So fuck off. You're dead wrong. <laughs> I've done the exact opposite of what you are accusing me of doing, right? <laughs> but in all honesty, I don't know. I didn't really go anywhere. There were times when I dreamt of it being a franchise, you know, like the Karate Kid. I think the problem that I had was when I started out, they were limericks. <laughs> and the thing about my granddad was he didn't really do limericks. His were a bit more elaborate, but I was just... These uh, were a bit more like jazz poems. You didn't know where they were fucking going next. There once was a dog called Spike, 
And then I'd spend two hours looking through the rhyming dictionary, stuff that rhymed with Spike, who had a bone he particularly liked. And then I'd have to th- another another two lines that were completely separate. It's not limericks are not easy. I tell you that they're not easy. I tell you, it took me about good eighteen months to get a few poems together. Once they were done, I sent them straight off to Tim Rice and Andrew Lloyd Webber. You know, and <laughs> yeah, I said, lads. "Here you go, lads. This is the heads up. This is uh, <laughs> sort of like it's not. I wouldn't say a sequel to Cats, but it's certainly in the Cats canon, right?" <laughs> Get thinking about some tunes, right, and the lyrics and that, and uh, we'll have it. We'll have it up in the West End by next spring. No dice. Never heard back from either of them snooty cunts. Next thing I know, next thing I know, they brought out chess. I mean, who ever fucking heard of a musical about chess? The most boring fucking board game you can get. If you're going to make a musical about a board game, at least make it fucking Operation. And then you know what? I had a rewrite on dogs. And I put them in roller skates. I thought that'll jazz it up. Next thing I know, fucking Starlight Express opens in the West End. They nick and the I'm fucking idea. Is Lloyd Webber fucking spying on me or what? I've sent it over to him. He's not responded. Made out all snooty. Oh, it's not for me. Right? Next thing I know, he's basically taking the same idea, changing from dogs to fucking, I don't know what trains. they're supposed to be, space aliens, <laughs> trains. Right? <laughs> Right, change the name from Dogs to Starlight Express, which is a much shitter name. Everyone loves dogs, don't they? No one knows what a Starlight Express is. It's much easier and to get dogs on the merch than it is to get Starlight Express on. Fewer yeah. letters, less space. On the phone cases, they didn't have phone cases then, of course. Would have been filofaxes. But either way, he's uh, either way, he's nicked me idea. He's trousered all the dough. Him and his fucking best pal, Pum Chum, fucking Tim Rice, who knocks together the fucking lyrics, right? And Muggins is here, he's stuck with heroin and fucking flogging the rights to make fucking J. Albert Proofrock tea towels to some fucking cunt in Taiwan. <laughs> but would I swap it all for a job at the Nat West? Nah, probably wouldn't, to be honest. <laughs> it's not me. You know, we're all born to do different things on this earth, right? Yeah. I, mean, I believe, I don't know about you, I believe in the notion of destiny, right? <laughs> Are you still there? Are you still. Oh, he's fucking gone. <laughs> Rude cunt. <laughs> oh, that's another bit of business missed. Might as well. I doubt, I doubt I'm going to put it straight to answer phone and get back on my fucking heroin for the afternoon. <laughs> I'm actually, if B&Q's got any vacancies, they take some of the older fellas on. I know that. I've seen them when I've been down there. I mean, I'm 53. You know, I'm not I'm not particularly employable. 53. What's my CV? Heroin. That's it. Heroin and selling rights to poems on a website. It's not a lot. Fuck me. Where did it all go wrong? I look at turning points in my life, crossroads moments, and if I had my time again, I'd probably, on reflection would have perhaps not taken as much heroin at those moments. So a med would have been clearer. But, you anyway. know, that's addiction for you. And I've quite enjoyed it. Like I say, I've functioned on it. It's there's been like good been... times. Don't, don't get me wrong, there's been good times as well as bad. It's just often I can't remember the good times. What with Because they all happened when I was off, off my tits on heroin line. <laughs> Jalapeño.
hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Jalapeño. Uh, so the cat's trailer, yeah. It's but then you, you think it's all budget and then all of a sudden Judy Dench turns up mm. and she seems to be some sort of queen cat in a fur coat. Right. And you think, well, Dench doesn't pick things lightly. Do doesn't you know what I mean? Both, does she, Dench? So then you think, maybe it's got credibility then. Taylor Swift in it. Yeah, but first, the first person is uh, James Corden tips up. Oh, that's up. unfortunate. And he's dressed as a sort of, a bit like the penguin out of Batman. Yeah. And he says something like, here we go! in his sort of, Slightly annoying voice. Yeah. And then, then you're like, oh, no. And then loads of people are fucking in it. Then Taylor Swift turns up and you think, fucking hell, they've really put together a serious fucking outfit here. Maybe they've spent all the money on the cast and not on the it, uh It's the creepy. It's horrible. It's it, it just feels wrong. It feels wrong. And I, I would never take my kids to see it. It feels okay. perverse. It feels like one of those stealth nonce moves. Like you're not quite sure how it's noncing, but it's doing it on yeah. the on the you know low key yeah. noncing I call it. So I don't like that. What was the other trailer? Oh Top yeah, Gun. Top Gun too. I haven't seen it. No, I ain't either. But I haven't seen the first one, so I don't want any spoilers. I'm not interested you, until okay. I get round to seeing I could, the first I could, one. I could play it now and just respond live. Like you could do that box. if you want. Yeah. I mean, it's about we've two minutes got, long. We'll, we'll got a bit time to you're watching it. All right, hold on. I'll just look it up. Uh, I'll watch right. it as well. Top Top Gun Maverick gun. 2020. Maverick 2020. We're going to play it at the same time. Yeah, just, there's a there's just a quick ad for Monday, which is I don't know a project management software. What are those? Do you think no we idea. should have it to manage our project to doing uh, Top Flight Time let's, Machine? Let's, let's consider it at a later date. I think we just send each other messages. That's it. Yeah. What's do you up? want to do the pod now? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Okay, right. I'm nearly I'm nearly ready. Alright. Okay. Tell me when to start. Three, two, one, start. There we go. Why is my sound not working, for fuck's sake? Oh I've got subtitles on mine as well. That's good. Only man to shoot down three enemy planes in the last forty years. Oh, oh you're a couple of seconds ahead, that's alright. Flying across the desert really fast. It's very, very, very similar to the Star Wars trailer. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, despite your best efforts, you won't retire. I'd fucking retire in a heartbeat, mate. 
he'd be off to Spain. I don't fucking understand people who refuse to retire. Jesus Christ. He should be at least a two-star admiral by now. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's planes on a ship. Is that what the first one was about? So is that old nah, fella? He's really tight. old now. He's fucking scary. Looks like he's been through that app we're all doing a few times. Tom Cruise, playing Tom Cruise there, with his sort of slightly amused but extremely calm expression. Tim, Tom Cruise looks exactly like he looked like in the first one, which was made in 1987. He's got the jacket on, he's got the aviators on, and his motorbike. And he's racing an aeroplane. Basically, it's all the same it's bit just that you get in the first again, movie. The first one. Oh, John Hand's in it. Don Draper. Right. Was They're the basically first one? showing loads. They've just refilmed all the same bits from the first right. one. Yep. There's a funeral there. Someone's dead. Yeah. Tom Cruise. Now they're in. Uh, it's really like Star Wars. Now they're in a snowy environment. And I mean, the thing about Top Gun One was that it was made during the Cold War where there was no action. So it was just, they were just training and they had to get somehow extract drama from, a, from, from no conflict. I don't know if in this one, because we live in a more dangerous world where America do involve themselves in a few more global airbound conflicts from time to time. It could be... It could be that he's at war in it, but yeah. you don't see him battling. You just see him putting on a leather jo- jacket, riding his motorbike, interacting with his boss, and then flying a plane super fast. There wasn't even any enemy there or any target. It looked like manoeuvres. Mm. Um, well, famously, the, the first Top Gun was one of the first examples of the Don Simpson, Jerry Bruckheimer <clears throat> high concept yeah. approach to movies. And they'd, see, they'd simply read an article in... It was, it was, the, uh, it was sort of like, their response to the 1970s auteur, like your kind of movies, <laughs> have right? You got, have you got Don Simpson's book? Yes, it's brilliant. That, that feels diveable. <laughs> it's very diveable. And, and and Don Simpson, he sort of thought, fuck all this, right? All these arty film directors making self-indulgent films. Yeah. Like fucking, fucking Chinatown, most boring fucking film I've ever seen, a film about fucking water. <laughs> About fucking what? Only good bits at the end with Faye fucking Dunaway, right? Um, and he's like, okay, we'll just make films that aren't really stories at all. They're just like music videos. Like pop videos, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. They're like pop videos. And so he and he, he got the idea from an article in Esquire magazine where it was just about all of these sort of elite pilots who were stationed at training compounds who didn't actually ever see any action because they were just sitting around waiting right. for the Cold War to turn hot and yeah. it never happened. So all they did was sort of train. But the photography in the article was sensational because glossy photography of shiny jet fighters <laughs> and, 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 and handsome sort of pilots in cool leather jackets and sunglasses, that looked exciting. And Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer... Saw and thought, that looks super cool. I got a real hard on looking at these guys. <laughs> I don't know, man. I like banging chicks. But at the same time, when I look at that, I think maybe I might like banging dudes as well. <laughs> Especially in a fighter jet, right? <laughs> hey, you know what, Jerry? You know what's true? What, Dom? You know that if you, if, you, if you nail a guy, if you nail a dude, but you're wearing a leather pilot's jacket and aviators, it's not gay. <laughs> 
<laughs> if you're both wearing those while you do it. Yeah, I reckon you Yeah, you're and, right. And cowboy boots. And cowboy boots at the same time you're on a jet fighter. Yeah. <laughs> then it's it's not it's not even gay if you do it that way, is it? No. Come on, let's go and buy some Ferraris. They they drove matching black Ferraris. Yeah. Right? And uh, Don Simpson, Jerry Brookheimer, and had identical twin PAs. Did they? Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. If Tony I'd watched Scott. That, if I'd watched that new Top Gun trailer now, having had mm. no idea about the first film, I would think that's the biggest load of dog shit I've ever seen. Yeah. I'd think it was some well, kind of fucking joke. The, the real shame is these, these guys, they because they wanted them to look like music videos or commercials, just kind of glossy superficiality, they, they started hiring British commercials directors who, yeah. you know, to come over and do it. And Tony Scott came over to do this one. And Tony Scott was like their main guy. And it's a shame because he, he died a few years ago. And so was un- I think he was going to make this. And then he yeah. he unfortunately died. Um, Tony Scott, I uh, he was in my first book, Get Smashed. I interviewed Tony Scott a lot. Now, right. He is a bloke. We do a lot of jokes. Some would say we have pretty much we we we've painted ourselves into a corner where we effectively only have one character we do on this show now (laughs) right we used to be a bit more adventurous but now we've just got one guy who's basically a gruff northern gentleman yeah right in some sort of a northern chancer in an improbable line of work so but that is what Tony Scott was actually like. Really? He was from South Shields, wasn't he? He's from, he was from South Shields, right? Yeah. And Tony, Tony Scott and Ridley Scott, both of whom I interviewed for this book, and I interviewed them about what it was like going from growing up in South Shields, quite ordinary family, to then going to London, making adverts for a living, and then suddenly finding yourself from there in Hollywood making massive budget movies. Yeah. And Tony Scott was like unapologetically like uh, you know it was fucking madness man it was absolute fucking madness like you know just <laughs> l- l- just in- enjoyed still went, by the time I interviewed him he must have been in his late 50s or something like that and he was still absolutely thrilled and alarmed to what he'd managed to negotiate yeah. his way into yeah. right uh, he was a guy who when he, he used to always chomp a big fat cigar on set and I don't know whether it was in Top Gear or uh, Top Top Gun or Top, or when he was making a commercial. There was a famous commercial for something like Audi, where, or it might have been Mercedes or something, where the, the, there was a car racing a jet fighter along a oh, runway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And he, he was directing it. And the health and safety people at the airfield said, you cannot smoke a cigar on the, on the runway. Yeah. There is a simple rule. You can only smoke a cigar if you are standing on grass. Right. And he went, what, any grass? And they went, yeah, any grass. And he went, fair enough. And then he sent um, an underling off to fetch him a small two foot by two foot square of grass that they then put down underneath his feet on the runway so he could carry on smoking his cigar. Yeah. 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 Have some of that, dickhead. They should have got it on wheels as well, push him you around. You didn't it. think it through, did you, you prick? And he also, <laughs> the best thing on the top on the top gear set on day one is he parachuted onto set. Nice. He parachute. They're like, we're ready to roll. The crew are there. The actors are there. Yeah. 
where's our director, Tony Scott? Is he late? Is his car stuck in traffic? Hang on a minute. What's that coming out of the sky? And it's him <laughs> with a cigar on the go, fucking like parachuting into his director's chair to shout action. Yes. Yeah. All right, cunts. What in yeah. action? Let's go. <laughs> Doing that because he could. Yeah. Exactly. Morning, dickheads. It's me, <laughs> Scotty. <laughs> you got me bit of grass ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's a shame. I don't know who directed this one, but it's good. You know, it's a shame he didn't, because he was he was a great he was a great bloke. Yeah, he did True Romance as well, didn't he? Which is a fantastic film. Great yeah. film, written by Quentin Tarantino, yeah. wasn't it? But Tony Scott did it before he turned into a cunt as well. Um, that's about yeah, Tarantino it, but... is a bit cunty now, isn't he? Oh, it's awful. He's awful. Um, Why is it? What what is the nature nature of his cuntiness? I I can't remember. I just think he was always a bit of a cunt, and the more films he's done, the more cunty he's become. And then there's that there's that thing where um, Uma Thurman said that he got a crash into a tree or something, and then um, he fucking enjoyed it a bit. He enjoyed seeing her suffer a little bit too much. I want I want you to crash into that tree. And there was something about her being choked as well. He was a bit into it. Yeah, I don't know whether he was playing fucking, the role, I, I can't. But he, he, now I remember, I remember Uma Thurman making a few complaints in the Me it was Too during the Me situation. Too situation. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's mad. Fucking, you can also look. There's good clips of him losing his shit with people, photographers in public, which yeah. um, are entertaining, aren't yeah. they? Have you ever watched those? I've not like, seen them, but I can imagine it. He's leaving. It. I mean, this is from years ago. It must be about ten years ago. I remember what spending some time watching him leave a uh, Starbucks in a snowy environment <laughs> and just some punter had thought there's Quentin Tarantino, I'm going to film the cunt. And Tarantino <laughs> goes fucking absolutely apeshit at him. It's really, it's quite uncomfortable. But, you know, if you enjoy that sort of thing, look it up. Yeah, that's that's all we've got time for. But I'll just add, just at the end of that, right, if you're in the market for uh, YouTube clips and you haven't seen it, it's the 50th anniversary this weekend of the moon landing. Look up Buzz Aldrin punching a moon landing denier. Oh, I've seen square it. Square in the face. If you haven't seen that, boys and girls, find that and have a look at you that. You know, I've brilliant. got a big problem with Buzz Aldrin, right? I've talked about that. You before. have, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. I won't go back into that, but I am in a bad mood this week because Aldrin's fucking everywhere. He's all over the place. And I'm like, he's there fucking bragging it, giving it all the big one. And I just think, fuck off, cunt. Yeah, we've all done things. We don't all fucking live off it forever. Do you know what I mean? Ken S. Elliot. He didn't even do the things in the first place. Yeah, you land on the moon. I fucking edited one of the UK's first ever CD-ROM magazines. But you don't hear me fucking saying, oh, it's the 10-year anniversary of Enter. Come on, everyone do a fucking big party around me. Come on, Six Music, devote the whole week to Enter. No, because I'm always looking forward, not backwards. I could have said to fucking Buzz Aldrin, listen, cunt. I fucking took Kylie Minogue for Explorantine once, yeah. right? Don't hear me fucking going on about it all the time. If some bloke came up to you in the street and said to you that Enter had been faked and didn't actually happen, <laughs> would you punch him in the face? I'd punch the cunt. Yeah, I yeah, would. I don't blame him. I would punch him. I, don't I would blame punch you. him. Um, just, just, uh, just one quick last thing um, that reminds me. My brother was saying yesterday how he reckons the reason he learnt to ride a motorbike was from watching The Great Escape and seeing Steve McQueen just think, fuck this, I'm just going to nick one of the Nazis' motorbikes <laughs> yeah. and fucking r- jump over the fence on it, right? Yeah. 
and he he thought to himself from a young age i really ought to uh, learn to ride a motorbike in case i ever find myself in a situation mm. where i need to escape from a prison camp or anywhere right. and my only means of doing so is with a motorbike if okay. you don't know how to learn it it's useless to you and anyway that's that's sort of irrelevant but it put me in mind of steve mcqueen doing that and i thought that's probably the greatest or one of the greatest TTFN moments in history, <laughs> yeah. right? Because I thought he's like, fuck this. And he's got the motorbike. He's thrown his flag away and gone, TTFN dickheads, <laughs> and jumped over the fence. And um, so I just sort of like thought that the cunters could get in touch with other great TTFN moments yeah. in history. They might be from film or fiction, or they might be from real life. Yeah. I mean, you could almost say, like, you know, when you see old footage and hear the, the sort of radio communications of Apollo 9 or whatever taking over, was it Apollo 9 that they went in? Apollo or was 11, that just the first one that went on its own? Apollo, Apollo 11. Apollo 9 is like, the Adamant song. Okay. We are ready for takeoff. Pilots ready. We have liftoff. TTFN, dickheads. I'm <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to the fucking moon. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Spoon should have fucking said it at the beginning of every button moon as well. TTFN. <laughs> so anyway, we will, we'll compile a list of the greatest ever TTFNs, I think. Yeah. Nice one. Spectacular exit. Yeah. yeah keep, get them coming in with all the other stuff as well. Yeah. The mailbag's healthy. We'll have a, a good mailbag episode next week. Right. That's it. Uh, the weekend starts here. Yeah. Have a good one, dickheads. Yeah. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Buy the merchandise and buy our tickets. Bye. on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more and the best part about quince they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe ethical and responsible manufacturing elevate your style without the elevated price tag with quince go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns